90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Well, look at that. We are back and probably lighter because we've been sweating our nards off <laughs> all week. <laughs> and we know that there are pockets of uh, listeners <laughs> or places where listeners are that are feeling the same heat that we are up here in Montreal. So welcome. Hey, Kel. Hey, Adam. How are you? We're feeling hot, hot, hot. Uh-uh. Oh, I like that. Da, da, da. Yeah, That's a positive that's nice. spin on uh, sweating in uncomfortable places. <laughs> and it's uh, happy pride for many people around the planet. Yeah. That's true. So I want to mention that, especially because a lot of our favorite artists that we talk about here on the show, uh, Crystal Waters, CeCe Penniston being two of them, um, I've noticed on their Instagram accounts that they are starting to actually kick off with some pride events, which is like in-person pride events. So I'm super happy for them. Uh, that they're able to get out and do something. So definitely check out their stuff on Instagram and see if they're in like one of your cities because it would be great to see them. Yeah, it'd be great to get to back to some kind of normal too. And I think that we're taking our baby steps getting there and that's good. Yeah. yeah. I went to a restaurant for the first time last uh, Ooh, yesterday. Me too. Tell us, Adam, how did it go? It was amazing. And there was a hockey game and we won and everybody was screaming and it was just amazing. And so were you inside, Adam? Were you I inside or on a inside. dress? The downside is I forgot how expensive it is to go out to a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, Sharon, where did you go? We did a terrace for lunch last Friday. And uh, so, yeah, the Friday vibe was awesome because the sun was out. So the guns were out. <laughs> and uh, there was uh, cerveza and tacos. And uh, life was very good. That's Still all is you need. actually very good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we're good. And you know what? Uh, all the people on our show today that we're going to be talking about are also good. A uh, bit of a, an emotional roller coaster for, I think, everybody that we're going to talk about. Uh, we've got Mary J. Blige feeling nostalgic uh, about mm-hmm. her uh, critically acclaimed album and what's to come from that this many years later. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to tell you which rocker found freedom in coming out. Hey, speaking of Pride Month, mm-hmm. um, we've got another retirement announcement or not. that should be clear because we've spoken about this artist in particular retiring then not retiring so we've just got another chapter in that fun book um and also how one stoner will pass on his wisdom and guidance to a whole new generation of artists and of course we have kelly's trivia to uh work through eh, adam we do. Um, maybe <laughs> one of us will walk through it better than the other. Who knows? Time will tell. 30, 15. 30 to 15, Ooh, Sharon's favor. Yeah. Yowza. All right. I'm ready for that, but we're not doing that first. I thought, you know what? I thought we'd wish Sinead O'Connor a happy retirement right out of the gate or, you know, take it back. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just a few days ago that uh, that she made the announcement saying, quote, This is not sad news. It's staggeringly beautiful news. A warrior knows when he or she should retreat. It's been a 40-year journey. Time to put the feet up and make other dreams come true. End quote. So that was from June 5th. And Mm -hmm. what a difference a few days makes because (laughs) she went on to say just today as of this recording that I said I was retiring, as I've said many times before, in knee-jerk reactions when I was young and made the butt of media abuse on the grounds I'm legally, legally vulnerable. She went on to say the hugest misconception, I'm always asked this but never answer, of Sinead O'Connor is that she is Amazonian. I'm not. She said, I'm 5'4", 
I'm five foot four inch soft hearted female who is actually very fragile, but I love my job. Making music uh, is what I do. The consequences of being talented is something that she doesn't like uh, because of all the stuff that comes out of asking what seem to be simple questions and the media needing an answer. Um, and speaking on behalf of at least one section of the media that's not interested in bullying artists, I know that I'm speaking for all three of us when I say that, there are media outlets that are just sort of waiting and praying. And, and by praying, I don't mean hands together and looking upwards. I mean <laughs> praying like they're going to pounce. Yeah. That are looking to sort of poke the bear and get an answer or get a you know just some uh, little nugget of usable audio that they can then run a whole story behind. That's not the way we roll in our careers, I know, for the three of us. But uh, as it happens, she is a vulnerable artist. We've seen that over the years. And as we were saying before, she is uh, she has made retirement um, announcements before, and we've talked about it on this show. So mm. uh, she, I guess, did it again, and it's hers to make. I think what's funny is that consistently... In our conversations, we've said, why do you have to announce you're retiring to whoever, right? Because mm-hmm. Shania Twain yeah. did it. Celine Dion did it. There's been other artists that just sail off over there for a while, and then they decide they want to come back, and that's fine. But there's some sort of weird compulsion, uh, and it's probably from, like, the suits, I would say, that's that probably suggests making an announcement to make it official is a good idea. And I think it just feeds the uh, the mill. Or do you think it's just uh, too much alone time with their thoughts? Could be that. Because I wonder sometimes if they're in a, in a cycle break, you know, like meaning they've put out a project, now they're, and maybe they finished touring, whatever, and they're, they're on a break. Uh, we were on a break! We were on a break! Um, that then they get in their head like, oh, you know, this is it, or whatever. And I'm like... I'm like, is it that you sat there pondering things too often and too much? Because it's just never a good idea. And I just think any artist that's creative, I think you have to be creative till you kick it. You know what I mean? Totally. So to say you're going to retire is lame. But I just even if you don't lame. feel like there, sometimes that's part of the the uh, the struggle. I think for an artist is that when they don't have the inspiration to go on, that's hard for them. I'm I'm sure if that's what they've pointed their life's work to be and then they they feel like the well is a bit dry you know like that must be scary for them Mm, i guess so but uh, i just think they look like it's just i guess it's hard for me to understand and the fact that like you look silly when you come back nine times yeah Yeah. you know what i mean and especially there's many artists that have done it and i love them so much and i guess i feel like i want to uphold their reputation or what i think they you know would want and i'm like don't say it don't like like even said shania twain you know, I'm sure she meant it at the time, but she's such a powerhouse that then to come back, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. And it's even like an, an athlete that's retiring and then they come back, like Michael Jordan did it, you know? Well, yeah, and you sort of think there has to be that uh, that faction of your fans, at least in your mind, that you feel you have to uh, respect with... Um, like an announcement like that, oh, I got to tell them. You know, I can't just do this tour and and know in the back of my mind that it might be the last without telling them. And I can understand mm. that too, but I think we're all grown-ups and, <laughs> you know, there's some, th- even things that happen out of our control, like God mm. forbid something awful happened where, you know, someone retires forever, uh, yeah. then they didn't have a chance to make that announcement. So I think it's, I think it's interesting in the, in the mind of a very creative person, how things are processed. And I think it's one thing, too, if it's an artist that, you know, has become ill 
and and knows or terminally ill yeah. or what have you or they or they know that this is going to be an uphill battle so then they decide like to say um i think that's you know definitely valid but i guess it's just and i guess like again i'm not in their shoes so it's valid at the time but my concern again is for their reputation where it's like them crying wolf all the time mm-hmm. you know and so, what we know about, or what we know, we know what we're told about people that we don't actually know. So with yeah, Sinead, exactly. she admits to being fragile. She admits to being yep. vulnerable. So these are things mm-hmm. that come from someone who has those characteristics uh, at the forefront. So and it was funny because when I sent you guys the story, I even thought, as I said it, I'm like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know if it's going to last. And then it was like 72 hours and it was like yep. the update. She's coming back. So so I don't think she'll ever no. probably really retire. I think that's uh, this is the beginning of our emotional roller coaster, at least for this show, but the continuation of our roller coaster with Sinead O'Connor. And yep. do what you like, Sinead O'Connor. Do it or not do it. We support you either way. Mm-hmm. Let me just step down from this soapbox. it's a tall one today Sharon (laughs) Uh, well you know what you guys nothing compares to you except maybe (laughs) maybe Kelly's trivia (laughs) 90s (laughs) now trivia bing bong bing bong so 30 to 15 uh, Sharon is exactly double Adam in many ways in many ways (laughs) don't call her an old lady Adam don't do it (laughs) Because I, um, I am no lady. You are no lady. Um, so my first question, here's the deal. I, I I know I looked at this question before, but I'm not sure if I asked it. So I'm going to ask it. If I've asked it before, we'll move on. Okay. I hope we get it right. right again. Imagine. All right. Uh, so this is a TV question. Uh-oh. And I'm reading, again, this is from the fun cards, remember? So they put in the fun words that are random fun <laughs> yeah. words in this question. Mm, let's Which see. gritty cop show... Became well-known for its restless camera techniques. Sharon. Go, Sharon. NYPD Blue. Yes. Did I ask this question before? No, I just know the answer. Okay, great. It was either well, that or NYPD Cop Rock. Blue? I've, I've never heard of that show. Ooh, it's really uh, good. NYPD Blue? Is oh, my God, Adam, you have to watch, watch it? it. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's really good. good. It, it, was, it was on for, like, a good nine seasons, eh, Sharon? It was on for yeah, a while. Yeah, and they, they were one of the first ones to use, you know, questionable, very common social language like ass. Right. Oh, yeah, they were because they were they were gritty, Sharon. Like donkey. In air quotes. Yeah. So uh, 3115, 3115. Yeah. And so I'm excited about this next question. Me too. Um, also from the fancy cards. So but they did not use any crazy language today um, or in this one. All right. What sea creature features on the album cover for the Fat Lady of the Land by Prodigy? Oh, you know this, Adam. Sharon, you know this too. What are you doing? Sea creature. Go for there's it. There's a on the album cover, there's a sea creature. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Adam. <laughs> Go Adam. Isn't it like Kraken slash octopus? No, but close. Oh. <laughs> oh, because now I'm picturing an octopus with like uh, headphones on, like the ones you're wearing, Adam. Yeah. Uh, and like <laughs> extra turntables because of all the extra arms. Exactly. Come on, Sharon. Oh, I guess. I guess. Um, uh, a manta ray. <laughs> Is that a sea creature? Well, I don't think it lives on land. All right. Well, it's incorrect. Nonetheless. I just Googled it. Can I say the answer? Uh, you can, but no points for you, Adam. It's a crab. <laughs> it is a crab. Wow. Do you remember so that, Sharon? close, Adam, because crabs have <laughs> many legs. 
Yeah. And they're delicious. But- <laughs> <laughs> they are delicious. So thirty one fifteen, Adam stays um at par. Yeah. This week, Sharon pulls ahead a little bit. But Sharon, do you remember now the crab? Do you is, are you visualizing it now? No, I'm stuck on my uh, Uber DJ octopus guy. Oh, your men- your manta ray. <laughs> <laughs> is it manta oh, ray? I don't think that's the word. Is it? It's it's. Uh, it, is that a word? I think it is. Well, I, I'm good at making words up, but I don't think you, I made like that your portmanteaus. One up. Well, exactly. Yeah. Portmanteaus are just a gift from. The dictionary. It's true. Uh, I have to say, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I am I am still sad that uh, Keith Flint no longer with us. Yeah, that's a big loss for sure. Yeah, because he, he, you know, there's certain artists that just have um, that je ne sais quoi. And like, he is one of those. Just like, I know we're going to fe- be speaking about her in a bit, but Mary J. Blige, like her tone is so unique. Like nobody else sounds like Mary J., it's true. It's funny that uh, je ne sais quoi is kind of a universal term. It's a French uh, reference, but I don't know how to say it in English. Right. I guess I don't know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a funny full circle moment. That's close enough. Je ne sais quoi. I don't know what it is (laughs) about them. It's it's, um, It's the X factor. That's true. Right. That's another good word. Yeah. Oh, je ne sais By the sais way, quoi. somebody, I played um, a song today on my music segment and uh, it's from this group called Jungle. They're an electronic uh, duo from Britain and they kind of mix electronic music with like their version of disco soul. Mm. And it was funny because our colleague, Natasha Hall, said to me, she's like, that sounds like a song that George Michaels should have sung. Wow. And... Um, when she said his name, like, it just, it was like a, a gut punch. Like, even though I know he's passed away several times, like, it's been years, we know this, but I was like, God, I miss him. Like, <laughs> for the, for the record, he only died once. Several uh, years ago. But the, the reference has been <laughs> brought yeah. to light several times. That's true. I miss, I miss Georgie. Uh, I miss knowing remember that he's when, there, you know? Yeah, I remember when our, our biggest concern, and I'm not sure if Adam had joined the show yet at that point, but like when he would just fall out of cars and we would laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny when they do funny things like that. But the truth is, like, uh, you know, when, there was also that story about Keith Richards falling out of a tree. Like, yeah. They're, they're funny on paper for sure, but it usually, at least, uh, you know, it usually means that there's something else going on. Yeah, exactly. A, why are you in that tree? Uh, or B, why are you driving with that car with the door open? Yeah. You know, safety first, fellas. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I because I remember clearly you and I, I think that's when I lived in my other house and we were recording in my basement studio and we had that whole conversation about him tumbling out of the car. Tuck and roll. George Michael. And, uh, and we, <laughs> I just, but as and a now result, I, I he just, wore a helmet for the rest of his yeah. life. <laughs> I miss him so much. Anyways, and by the way, I think they are doing uh, just a quick George Michael thing. I think if you go to his Instagram, something is up. Like, I'm not sure if they're releasing a new song or something. So, but hmm. check that out. Okay. Because uh, it's, it's hitting me now. So, Instagram George Michael. Nice. Um, well, if we were to go back, we already talked about, uh, there's no secret here. It's Mary J. Blige. Uh, and what she is set to release is a documentary on her critically acclaimed album, my life that'll come to us at the end of june on amazon prime you guys have that i yep. am yes and i am 
so stoked. I love MJB. I cannot wait for this. <laughs> I know you mean business when you wait. punctuate like that. I know. I just <laughs> did. You guys watch the trailer? The trailer uh, yeah. is Googleable. Ooh, is that a word? I've just made that. I like it. I do like it. Um, <laughs> but I just and I know there's so many of us that have such regard for that album. And where she was at her point in that life. And I think so many people could relate. And and if you couldn't even understand the exact circumstances because you weren't in them, just the emotion that she put into that album was like next level. Well, what know? she talked about in the trailer even, so this is not news, but it's uh, taken from that trailer, is that uh, she talked about it being her darkest album at one of the darkest yep. times of her life where she said, most of the time I was just depressed and didn't want to live. I had it all inside. I was able to sing it and write it. And I didn't know that so many people felt the same way, which is amazing. And I think that's the greatest benefit of making uh, art your life's pursuit. And then finding out that other people really connect with it on the same level probably is uh, payment itself i mean we know that there's actual payment that comes from this sort of connection but it's got to be a a soul feeding experience for the artist when they have that connection with their fans and what she sort of mentioned i believe in the trailer as well and i think this has been known for a while is that obviously she has a huge connection to her um african-american women fans you know uh, because obviously it's just uh an understood i think uh, upbringing for many of them, like what Mary went through, it's it's you know very familiar or just relatable. But it's interesting to know that yes, it's relatable. Um, but then you have like me, for example, who was like little girl from the farm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who just fell in love with that album. Like it was just, it was so moving to me, and it's still one of my top you know top albums of all time. Amazing that you don't know you need something until you hear it like that, yeah, and then it exactly. it changes you. And she said that. Um, it, you know, ultimately ended up to be a crazy ride, but she said going back and reliving that time and that music felt like an out of body experience, but one that she's so humbled by. I think that's the other key thing to what separates creative pursuit, uh, and superstardom is making sure that you don't lose the contact with humility. And she Mm -hmm. obviously has not. And she looks great. Mm -hmm. Sidebar. Like she just looks fantastic. I... She's awesome. She's so cool. She's very inspiring, you know, to her fans and also to other artists because we saw people in that trailer like Alicia Keys talking about her and she just means so much to so many. Well, it's pretty cool. So again, at the end of June on Amazon Prime. Now, I think if we Mm -hmm. kept a Mary Jane vibe going, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it's Def Jam (laughs) that has a new member in one of its uh, corner offices. It's Snoop (laughs) D-O-double-G, who I would imagine remains committed to weed, but has now gone legit (laughs) with an office job. (laughs) Can you imagine, too, that they've created a word I've never even heard of before for this job? Executive, creative, and strategic consultant. That's like a lot on a business card. Know what I mean? Well, and I was wondering if, uh, you know, he had to submit a resume. Possibly not. (laughs) It's just a list of all the things that he's done. And he slams yeah. it on the table. Yeah. And then, ex- he and then exhales his- smoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably just points to his album links. Well, it's pretty cool, too, that uh, obviously the people that he will be working with at Def Jam are uh, familiar with him. Duh. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yep. and have worked with him in some capacity. But it's cool that for an artist of his stature to have come from where he's come from, grown up in the business um, and fine tuning his skills on every level, that he refers to Def Jam as the holy grail of hip hop and said that when the opportunity arose for him to get this job, uh, to, quote, help the artists and give them love and wisdom and guidance and understanding, teach them some tricks that I learned in the game to diversify their portfolios to be superstars, end quote. He gets it. And uh, mm-hmm. whoever has him um, as uh, as a teacher, a mentor in that capacity is on their way, no doubt. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Whoever was smart enough to ask him to work it out and make it happen. Like he, I think it's really cool. It's like when I was in university and you'd have professors who were just professors, but then you'd have professors that were working in the field. Yeah. And when you get those ones, those are the ones you latch on to. So for sure, yeah. any of these artists would be like fortunate to have him giving them, you know, his ideas and thoughts. It's pretty cool. And uh, maybe he won't have to go into the office and have to figure out his casual Friday look. Uh, maybe he'll be working from home, maybe in the field. I think he'll just be in his, uh, his uh, you know, customary tracksuits. I think he'll be doing whatever the hell he wants, whenever the hell he wants. Yeah. Because exactly. he's Snoop. Um, so it's Pride Month. We started by talking about that. Uh, and it's obviously inspirational when uh, when we get feel-good stories that hopefully inspire others. Those always work. But part of that inspiration should include opening people's minds. And I think there's probably no better artist that can uh, speak on behalf of uh, the LGBTQ plus community than than a hard rocker. Yeah. So like, cool. And like a <laughs> legend, right? So Rob yep. Halford is that guy. Mm-hmm. And he's been, you know, lining him up and knocking him down for more than 40 years now. Because uh, Judas Priest was something else before they decided they were going to be the hard rocking uh uh, enormity that they've become. Uh, but it, again, and we talked about the creative process, going through that whole thing and, and determining what their sound would be and all that. And then Rob Halford talked about uh, coming out and his process, describing it as an enormous feeling of freedom, which I think no matter what you do for a living or where you are in your life, once you've made that uh, announcement, uh, proclamation, told someone, told your friend, told a parent, whatever... It is a freeing feeling because mm-hmm. wh- for whatever reason, you're keeping it close to your heart. It's to protect yourself. I think that I that I'm, that's not a broad stroke. I think I we all have a, an understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was cool was that in retrospect of him talking of his coming out process was super casual in an interview on MTV talking about a project that he was doing at the time. And then he says, and I quote, um, well, speaking as a gay man, blah, 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 he said, and then I heard the producer's clipboard bounce on the floor. It was one of those gay <laughs> sharp intakes. Oh, my God, he's come out. And he said, and so that was it. Very simple. He says, I think uh, I still say today, if I'd had really thought this through, like today's the day I'm going to come out, maybe I even wouldn't. Maybe yeah. I might not have come out per se. Because it's still a big moment for so many people, he said, a close friend, like we were just saying before, with parents and friends and relatives, to say, hey, I'm a gay guy or I'm a gay girl. It's just a big deal. It's just a glorious, glorious moment. And he happened to have it in a casual, casual way. So I love that he remembered that a clipboard, the sound of a clipboard hitting the floor. (laughs) Uh, And fun fact, 
mm-hmm. the thing about Judas Priest and the sound of heavy metal overall and the look of heavy metal that goes along with that, he says that he fancied shopping in uh, uh, adult stores. Yeah. So the look of studs and leather and caps and vests and all those things that are so signature to a heavy metal sound are also synonymous with certain uh, sections of the gay population. And there's no mistaking that. And he's said yeah. it. But it's amazing yeah. when you think of the narrow-mindedness of certain parts of the population that they haven't made that connection yet. I think at this point they would have to. Yeah, um, yeah. But I love that there's that in the world. And it's been there for many years. So kudos exactly. to Rob Halford and what he's done. And happy pride to him mm-hmm. and his people. Now, arms folded, Adam. Uh, I thought we would keep the heavy vibe going with a top two from Judas Priest. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Do you play that on your station, Adam? Or is that too, um, too much? We, uh, the only song we play from Judas, Judas Priest is uh, Breaking the Law. Okay. That's the it's only, only one you play? You don't play yeah. Living After Midnight? We don't. Or you've got another thing coming? We don't. I, I'm su- I'm very surprised by that because those are the, the two. Songs, they're not even in our in our system. Breaking the law is the only one we play. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my top two. Breaking the law. Well, that's, do you want to the... give us our second? Your second top two. My well, breaking the law is the album opener from British Steel, which is a, the album that sort of turned it for them to like greatness. Uh, my second is the title track to Hell Bent for Leather from 1978. Nice. Nice. Love it. That's a lot. <laughs> I will go with um, You've Got Another Thing Coming. I'm That Girl. I love that song. And I also love uh, Love Bites. Really? I do. I'm that girl. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, Adam, up to you. Um, I got two songs from their um, Painkiller album in 1990. Nice. Uh, One Shot of Glory and A Touch of Evil. And those, I'm a big Aussie fan. And I feel like those okay. two have a, it almost sounds like Ozzy. I mean, I love them. So uh, one shot of glory and a touch of evil. Nice. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm going to go turn up the volume on some Judas Priest right now. Yeah. I would Good like stuff. to point out at the end of the show, if you could take a picture of us and we could post it to show uh, Shane what shirt I'm wearing. Oh, fancy. Do you have your phone with you? Can you do that? Um, If I do it, it'll come back spelled backwards. We're we're quickly running out of Zoom time, but I'll try to get it in. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, y'all. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Smile, Sharon. Got it. Okay. All right. So, everybody, uh, look at our social media platforms to find out what shirt Sharon's wearing. (laughs) 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 And thank you for finding us wherever it is that you do that and listening to us wherever it is that you do that. Kel, Adam, have a swell week, and everybody else... Right back at you. Thank you kindly. Everybody else, thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening!